Hi, my name is Madeline, and I went to 47 concerts in the year of 2022, and I traveled minimum of two hours away for most of them. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and some of these were out of state as far as Los Angeles or as short as a drive to Cleveland, which is about two hours for me. It's actually kind of crazy how I'm able to travel so much for concerts because I'm a 21-year-old broke college student. Like, it's kind of a miracle that I'm able to go on all these trips and, like, be financially stable to do it. But that's what I'm here to talk about today. How do I travel so much for concerts when I am literally so broke? Like, if you guys saw my bank account right now, you'd be like, oh my god. You guys would be like, what the hell? How? How? So we're gonna get into it. Before we get into how I've done this, I want to talk about where I've been and where I've traveled to, just so you can get an idea of where I'm coming from. Like I said, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so I went to Cincinnati and Cleveland a handful of times, which is about a two-hour drive for me. I also went to Indianapolis a few times, which is about a three-hour drive. I drove to Chicago once, which was about six hours, and I flew to Chicago once. I went to Atlanta, which I flew there, and I went to LA, and I flew there, and I went to Colorado, and I flew there, and I went to Kentucky a few times in Louisville, and I drove there. It's about like three-ish hours, I think, maybe three and a half. I feel like the desire to travel out of state for concerts or follow a band on tour has grown a lot over the past few years. Like, I've only been going to concerts since 2015, which is almost like a decade ago now, which I'm not going to think about, but I was only 14. And at that time, I knew of people who were following, like, 21 Pilots on tour or the 1975. So I've known of it and, like, going out of state for shows and stuff. And I knew one person who, like, went to Chicago for One Direction once. But it was pretty uncommon for people to go out of state for shows and, like, follow a band on tour and stuff. But now, I see it all over the place, especially with Harry Styles. Um, I'm sure it's going to happen a lot with Taylor Swift's tour this upcoming year. I travel. I followed Black Bear on tour last year. Like I said, I went out of state for, like, most of the concerts I went to, and I went to almost 50. But the thing is, I messed up a lot. <laughs> I won't lie. I messed up a lot, and there was a lot of scary situations that I did. So I want to give some tips and just tell you how I do it when I am literally so broke. So let's get into that. And I hope that this is beneficial for anyone who's either just interested in how I'm, how I'm doing this, or if you're interested in going out of state for shows or traveling for shows and you just don't know where to start or how to even do it. So the big question is, how much does it cost? And it really just depends. It depends on if you're driving. It depends on if you're flying. There's also like Amtrak trains that you can take. I've never taken one, but I know that's an option for some places. The way that I think of it is like planning for a vacation. Depending on how long you're going to be at the location for the concert, you might need a place to stay like a hotel or Airbnb. You, you're going to need food. If you're driving, you're going to need gas. If you're not driving, you're going to need Uber or Lyft money or have like a reliable source for transportation. You also need to make sure that you have the concert ticket, which is a whole... How to get concert tickets is like a whole other episode that we'll get into at a later time. But make sure you have your concert ticket, okay? <laughs> Traveling for shows could be as cheap as like $50 to as expensive as hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So we're going to be talking about the best ways that I've learned to travel driving and flying as cheap as possible. How I pay for it is, although I am in school, I work a lot. I worked so much last year. I have a a job on the weekend that's consistent. I have consistent shifts there. I have a side job that's inconsistent with shifts, but I work there every time that I can to pick up shifts. And then I also door dashed. I door dashed so much. 
when I had free time, I was door dashing. It did not matter. So my best advice is to work, 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 and think about how much you want to travel for shows. How badly do you want it? You have to save money. So money that you might be putting towards personal things that you've wanted might be set aside to save up for traveling for concerts instead. But my best advice is like, I love record collecting. I'm a huge vinyl collector. And instead of buying a whole bunch of records when I would get paid with like my extra money, I would put it away so that I could save up to go to more concerts. So that's really how I saved up the money for it. But it doesn't just stop there like, oh, I have enough money. I'm going to go do this. There's a lot more that goes into it or should go into it to make sure you have the best and most safe time when you're traveling. So before you start planning on how you're going to get there, when is the concert, etc., you need to make sure you have the tickets. I personally never really planned for any trips if I don't have the tickets just because it stresses me out. And what if you get to the show and you still can't find tickets, you can't find resale tickets on Twitter or anything, and you're just stuck there without get, being able to go to the concert? That would tear me to shreds. Like the FOMO would just rip me up. So I really recommend do not start planning for a trip until you have the concert tickets, okay? That's just my advice. I have a lot of messed up stories of me fucking up, but I do not have any of me getting to the concert, not having tickets. So that's my advice. You don't want to be in that situation. My FOMO would literally rip me up. So make sure you have your concert tickets. How to get them is like a three hour conversation, I feel like, <laughs> especially with Ticketmaster and everything right now. So we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> the one tip that I will give about concert tickets, if you're new to getting them is, because well, we're talking about being cost effective, is evaluate the situation. Okay, so if you want to go and see an artist, know, figure out how big are they? Do they have a lot of fans? Do they have a lot of traction? Or are they a smaller band? Is it Harry Styles and pit tickets are going to be $10,000? Or is it a small band where those tickets are going to be $10 and you're going to travel into a bar to see them? You know what I mean? You got to evaluate the situation. If the venue has seated and general admission options, you have to decide, okay, do I want to sacrifice more money to be, you know, in the pit? <laughs> or do you want to usually pay less for seated tickets? That's just something that you have to work out yourself. I'm crazy and I always find a way to save up to be in the pit. That's just how I am. Well, luckily I'm not a huge Harry Styles fan. I don't have to deal with thousands of dollars of pit ticket debt, but I have paid a few hundred dollars for a pit ticket before, but don't want to talk about it. <laughs> There's also, you got to think about the cost of VIP or fast passes. Fast passes are through Live Nation, I think, or sometimes venues just have like a, a pass where you can just cut the line, basically. I would more worry about those if you want to be up close, like if it's a general admission show and you want to be like front row, then I would evaluate your situation of, okay, so I already have to pay for the ticket. Do I want to pay extra to meet this artist or band and be up close or just and be up close. Fast passes are like 10 bucks, I think. Maybe $20, I don't know. But VIP can be as low as 60 and as high as probably $400. I don't really know. I've never really had a VIP, so. But talking about cost, evaluate your, situ your situation. It's going to be a lot of money, probably, to also pay for place to stay, food, water, essentials. Just keep that in mind when you're planning. Once you have your tickets, and you're like, okay, I have the tickets and I'm going to this place out of state or this place out of town, I would start planning as soon as possible. 
especially if you're traveling alone because I went out of state alone for a lot of these shows like I went to Colorado all by myself I went to LA I traveled to and from LA all by myself and I had never flown before you know I had flew when I was six and I don't remember that so I had never experienced like what is an airport like what do you do how do you find your gate is TSA scary am I gonna get like taken away I don't know <laughs> so after I have the concert tickets I want to start planning immediately I need to evaluate, okay, how far away is the place? I usually try to not drive anywhere above three and a half hours away. Just because that's a lot of driving. And especially if I'm driving alone. It's just a lot, you know. I know people who drive across the country and they're fine. But my car personally would not make it. I have a 2001 Nissan Maxima, okay. That is, she is not, Betsy is not getting to California. No, she's not. But if you have a car and you're able, if you and you want to, drive like 10 hours away do it no one's stopping you I know a lot of people don't like airports and or flying and stuff it is an option first I want to talk about trips that are like one to three and a half hours away that I usually drive to last year I had access to a pretty decent car that was reliable and I knew could get me to where I needed to get to without any problems I did have problems and I'll talk about them in a second but make sure if you're driving you have a car that you know can drive the amount of hours you need to drive and the amount of miles you need to drive these short trips shouldn't be crazy expensive unless you want to make them crazy expensive but usually all you have to pay for is gas food maybe a place to stay I'm crazy and like I'll just drive home after the concert like two or three hours I don't know I don't know how I do it I just get a Red Bull but know yourself if you know you can't do that make sure you book an Airbnb or a hotel okay okay Safety is important here. Being cost-effective is, is important, but also being safe is even more important. Your well-being is very, very important. Most of these shows that I travel around two hours away for, I drive alone and I go alone to. And I know myself and I know that I can stay awake during that duration of time. But if you know yourself and you know that you can't do that, don't do it. Have someone else go with you. And you guys can trade off the hours if you want to. Just make sure you know your limits, especially with being awake for long periods of time. Here is a story about a time that I pushed my limits way too far and it backfired horribly on me. There's this music festival in Chicago called Riot Fest and it's usually in the fall and they have like rock bands, punk bands. And I really wanted to see an artist at this music festival. And it's in Chicago and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And this was a very last minute trip. I remember I, for some reason, cause I work weekends. For some reason I had a day off on a Sunday the artist that I wanted to see was performing on Sunday in Chicago. And before this, I had drove to Chicago one other time to see an artist, but I was with someone. So I was like, okay, I've driven there before. I could do it again, right? And so I bought the concert ticket. I bought the day pass for the music festival. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to get off work on Saturday, do my homework, go to bed and wake up at like 6 a.m. and drive to Chicago. Sounds great, right? No. Oh my fucking God. Literally... I didn't go to bed until like four probably. And for some reason I was like, I have to get at the music festival right when the doors open at like noon and I'm going alone, blah, 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 blah. Like, what was I thinking? If my mom's listening to this and she hears, you went to Chicago alone, she's already gonna flip out, you know? And I didn't sleep prior. Like, what's wrong with me? I just thought I could drink four Red Bulls and I'd be fine. When you are sleep deprived and you're about to drive six hours by yourself, your body can physically just like give up on you. 
And that's based, your body can physically give up on you. And that's what happened with me. I remember I was like three hours into the drive and I was so nauseous. It was unbelievable. I couldn't even like think it felt like. And by the time I got to the music festival, it was also hot. I don't know why. It was in like September and it was super, super hot. I was also probably dehydrated, did not sleep. And I got there at like noon at like the height of the heat of the day, basically. And I basically just like hung out, tried to stay as cool as possible. But by like maybe 2 p.m., I felt so awful physically that I had to literally leave. So I drove like six hours for a music festival to see one artist in particular. I saw a few others, but I w really wanted to see one artist in particular. And they were playing at night. Get there. Didn't sleep the night before. So I'm too nauseous to even think that I have to leave. After only staying there for two hours and drive six hours back. Like what? terrible know your limits do not drive alone make sure you sleep before you're going to travel and know yourself don't be stupid like me okay okay thank you to recap when i drive for shows that are only a few hours away the only really expenses are gas money for food and then i drive back but you are able to stay at the place the city that you're going to if you want to I'm gonna explain how I book hotels and Airbnbs for as cheap as possible with how I fly for shows. So let's get into that. Like I said, last year was like the first time that I ever flew. And the first time that I did fly last year was completely alone. So I had a lot of learning to do and I messed up a lot during the process, but I'm gonna talk about it so you don't make the same mistakes as I did. So if you've never really booked a flight before, you can go through directly with the airline, like United Airlines, and you can go to their website and you can book a round trip flight, which is to and from the place that you're going. And it's usually pretty expensive, at least in my experience, it's usually very expensive. I usually use Expedia and Hopper. I mostly only use Hopper now. They're both two apps that you can use. And I think they're both websites too, but I just use the apps on my phone and they connect flights from two different airlines. Or you might be able to find one with the same airline, but they usually connect flights from two different airlines to get you the cheapest price as possible when flying. Like somehow when I went to LA, I was able to get a $100 round trip ticket to LA from Ohio, which was insane. I don't know how I did it, but check Expedia and Hopper. I also love Hopper the most because you can bookmark like a, f a flight that you want to book and it'll give you notifications when the prices drop or when they expect the prices to rise and stuff so that you can plan out when you're going to pay for them and buy them. The only thing that kind of sucks is that you could have to have like long layovers. Like I had a layover in Minnesota once for like four hours, which sucked. But I mean, it, it made the flight cheap or you might have to leave at a really early time at like six in the morning. I've had a few flights last year where I had to be at the airport at like 5 a.m. and that sucks. But if you want to be as inexpensive as possible... That's just what you have to do. So, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Along with booking the plane ticket, you also need to understand that if you want to bring, like, a carry-on suitcase or a checked bag suitcase, a checked bag suitcase is usually a bigger suitcase that goes underneath the plane, not onto the plane when you get on. Carry-ons you put overhead in the seats, and you can bring onto the plane with you, usually smaller suitcases. If you want to bring either of those, you usually need to pay for them and they can be pretty expensive i did not pay for one checked bag or carry-on during my entire traveling fiasco of last year and here's how i did it you guys are gonna think i'm crazy but 
when flying, you're also usually allowed to bring a personal item, which is like a book bag or a purse. So what I did was I used the same book bag and put all of my shit that I would need for the whole trip in that one book bag so I didn't have to pay for a carry-on or a check bag. Crazy, I know. How do you even fit everything you need in such a small space? The way that I do it is I just think about, okay, I don't really need my laptop or any other crazy electronics. So I never bring those, those don't take up space. It's kind of bad because I only bring one pair of shoes with me and that backfired when I went to Colorado because it rained the entire time I was there. So I had to fly home in wet shoes and wet clothes. I don't even bring like an extra outfit. I just put in like the amount of outfits that I know I'm going to need. And then my toiletries usually take up the rest of that space. And I, you can usually fit in a book. <laughs> That's about it. But so if you're willing, that's how I usually fly for so cheap. Because I only have to pay for the ticket. If you are willing to sacrifice the risk of having to fly home in wet shoes. Or if you can cram shoes in there. Even if it's a pair of flip flops. <laughs> you can save a lot of money doing that. I don't know if I want to fully recommend doing that. But I mean, I did it so many times last year. So that's up for your interpretation on what you would want to do. Not going to tell you what you want, what you should do. But if you want to save money, just do what I did and just use the personal item and try to fit as much shit in there as possible. Now I want to get into how I book my hotels and Airbnbs. Because I have a horror story revolving booking a hotel once <laughs> last year. I forgot to mention this. When you're booking your flight, you want to book it as soon as possible. Because flights usually go up in price the longer you wait to get them. So get them as soon as possible. Same with, usually, same with hotels and Airbnbs. If you're going to Lollapalooza, which I did last year, once the dates are released, there's some people that just like music festivals and book their hotels immediately when the dates are released just because they like to go. They don't care who's playing. So hotels and Airbnbs start filling up then. But once like the lineup is released, people who want to see artists buy, take, up, take up even more hotel at Airbnb space making less options for you if you want to be cost effective because so many of the hotels and Airbnbs are already filled up by so many people. So you want to book your hotel and Air or Airbnb quickly, plan as soon as you can. But you don't want to be too quick. <laughs> oh man. So when I went to Colorado, it was kind of a last minute trip because I was going to see Black Bear at Red Rocks. If you don't know what Red Rocks is, look it up. It is the most beautiful music venue I will ever I, I have ever been to and will ever go to. I love Red Rock so much, even though that trip was rainy as hell, and I had to deal with this hotel situation. Since this was such a last-minute trip, I was kind of frantic when booking my plane ticket and hotel, and I just randomly booked a hotel kind of based on price. I know, it's stupid. You should always check the reviews before you book a hotel, but I did. It was only like 100 bucks to stay for like two nights, so I was like, great, sounds good. Terrible. No, read the reviews. If there's anything that I personally think you should spend a lot of money on it's hotels and airbnbs because you want to pay to be in a good location a safe location and you want to pay for a place that's not going to have bugs okay <laughs> and so i just booked this place because it was cheap and then i started looking at the reviews and they were all like terrible area bed bugs roaches and i was like oh my god and it was non-refundable and i'm broke so i just spent a hundred dollars i can't just book another place because i'm not going to have time to make enough money to book another place. So I just had to stick with it. And I was going there alone. Like I was paying all for this by myself. So long story short, how that played out. I mean, I was literally fine. The area wasn't as bad as they said it was. I just only slept for like a few hours 
because I woke up every hour thinking there were bugs all over me, even though I fully checked the entire room for no bugs. I did not get any bed bugs, so that's good. But to save yourself the stress and the risk of being unsafe, always look at the reviews before you book a hotel or Airbnb, okay? Something about Airbnb that I really like is that you can split up the payment. So like you can put down a down payment of like $100 and then it'll come in at like, so you put down like a down payment of like $100 and then in a few weeks you owe another 100 and then in a few weeks you owe another 100. So you don't have to just whip out $500 for like a place to stay, which is really nice and cost effective. Another safety thing that I would add on is you should look up portable door lock and you should get that. It's like $7 or $8 on Amazon and it's an extra lock that locks your door from the inside because I've seen videos of like people at hotels, their door is like broken into. But with that portable door lock, there's like no way that they could get in. So it's just an extra thing. I bring one with me. They're super easy to use. I just watched a YouTube video and I figured it out. I highly recommend paying the $7 to have that. There is one aspect of traveling for shows that is free, and that is research. If you're going somewhere for the first time and you're going alone, always make sure you research and plan ahead like crazy. I, when I went to LA, I was really nervous because I'd never taken an Uber before either. So I did research on, okay, what is accurate Uber and Lyft etiquette? How do I stay as safe as possible? Which I have a story now. When I was in Atlanta, I got an Uber. For those of you who've never Ubered before, the app will tell you what your driver's name is, what they usually a profile picture of what they look like, the, the license plate of the car and the make and model of what the car looks like and stuff. And so when I was in Atlanta and my Uber driver pulled up, the license plate and the car did not match, but the person matched. And if not everything matches the app with what is facing right in front of you, do not get in the car. Don't do it. It's just not worth the safety risk. What I did was I was able to cancel it and get a refund and just get a different Uber or Lyft. You want to be as safe as possible when you go on these trips. I usually, the way that I do it is I walk up, make sure the license plate and the car match, and then I ask the person, who are they picking up? Because they also have your name. And then I ask their name. And it seems excessive. Some of them might be annoyed, but I don't care. I'm not risking my life, okay? Sorry. There's like Uber and Lyft drivers like listening to this like, shut up. It's not that unsafe. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be as safe as possible, okay? I'm going to do what I got to do, okay? I'm sorry. Just be careful. So to recap, here's everything that you could have to pay for if you're flying. Your plane ticket, possibly a carry-on or check bag if you want to, or you can be crazy like me and just fit everything in your personal bag. Food, Uber and lifting money. You're, you need your concert ticket, don't forget that. And whatever add-on do you want to have for that. When I'm planning on deciding if I'm going to go or not, I write out the costs for everything and then decide, okay, Am I going to be able to work enough to make enough money to go on this trip? You need to evaluate if you're going to get merch or not. One time when I was in Colorado, this, this crazy Colorado trip where I flew home in wet clothes because I didn't want to bring a, pay for a carry-on and then I stayed at a place where I thought there was going to be bed bugs and I didn't sleep the night before. Also, I spent way too much money at the merch table and I almost thought I wasn't going to be able to get back home safe. And I was fine. I had enough money, but I, the, the mental breakdown I had in the Red Rocks bathroom was just pathetic. Like, I was full-on crying. Like, oh my god, I don't know if I have enough money because I just spent, like, so much money on this zip-up jacket. And it looks really cool, but oh my god, am I going to be able to get, like, a home safe? I was able to get home safe. But just be careful and plan ahead. And don't spend money on merch that you don't have. Especially when you're in Colorado and you live in Ohio. So, yeah, that's basically it. Plan ahead as soon as possible when you're going on trips for concerts. 
work like it's nothing. Work, 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 work. Free time, work. Save your money. Don't spend it on extra things you don't need. Make sure you budget your money and understand how much you're going to need. Have, honestly, what you really should do is have some money set aside just in case of any emergencies. I never really had that much extra money for emergencies, I won't lie, but you probably should just in case. But I was fine, but also, please be responsible and safe. <laughs> and the last thing is, have fun, and most importantly, be safe. Especially if you're going alone. Thank you all so much for listening to this first episode of my podcast. I It, it was so much fun to do. Um, and I want to hear what you guys think about traveling for concerts. Did I leave out any drastic tips on how to save money? Let me know. We have... Well, it's just me. I'm saying we as if it's more than just me. It's just me. I have a Twitter and an Instagram. The Twitter is at OntourWMadeline, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E. That's my name. And the Instagram is OntourWithMadeline. DM me, tweet me, comment. I want to hear what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Be responsible. Love ya.